0: ladies welcome back to weekly wins okay so this week we are talking about stubborn belly fat um as well as doing some wins so drop some fire down below if you're excited let's get going on team rachel we got hamstring definition is really coming in for sarah Steph's bloating has decreased in a lot of her photos more protein and veggies in her day Lou's down two pounds. Lauren's down 0.5 pounds and Brittany's keeping up with her steps and overall movement during the moving process. Crystal's digestion's improving and bloating has gone down. Melissa's back from baking, setting herself up for success to hit her goals. Jamie's away at the cottage for the first time and isn't overeating the more fun foods. She'll have a bit, but is focused more on having some fun, uh, full meals and feeling good. Danielle's down 1.5 pounds. Amber's getting in her food and workouts, even through this stressful time, which is awesome. Um, Elena's getting in walks during her lunch break, uh, back, breaks it up her overall movement. Mel's down half a pound after being away camping and Rebecca's feeling really good with being on nights and down half a pound. On the Get Fit team, we got Jackie's lifting heavy and noticing changes in her body. Lindsay's down a pound. Amanda's down a pound. Uh, Felicia's lifting heavier. Savannah's down 2.5 pounds. Sarah's great has a great week, and she was also very consistent, which is great. We also have Julie's mindset that it's okay to rest 100%. Tori hit her step goal while adjusting back to work. Sorry, my dog. Ashley's hitting her workouts. Uh, Kelsey's down 30 pounds, which friggin' drops some fire down for Kelsey. That's amazing. Shannon showed up for herself on a hard week. Um, Annie's enjoying the new programs and Alyssa's getting movement in and mindful of her nutrition and her workouts on team ash we got Nicole sleeping better and seeing more ab definitions Tammy slaying her protein and seeing improvement in her digestion Lindsay's down 1.5 pounds and focusing on getting her overall movement up with coach Tiff we got Tanya getting eight hours of sleep after dealing with jet lag Digestion's amazing and down eight pounds um, Nikki is No cravings with an increase of stress. Workouts are feeling good with no pain and working out while away on work. Steph's sleep has been fantastic. No cravings and down 1.5 pounds and inches lost everywhere. Lisa's hitting 15-day streaks for self-care and water, keeping cows up with stressful time. Sherry's awesome weekend with the ball tournament and brought lots of great go-tos. Digestion bounces up back super quick, but she's also super consistent and pictures are incredible. Rachel's setting a uh, sleep plan in place to get consistent seven hours. Down two pounds and recovery is going well. Mary Beth is listening to hunger cues and adjusting meals as needed. Modified workouts to um, listening to her body and down inches and 2.5 pounds. Julie is also down 2.5 pounds, feeling so strong and recovery is amazing. Trist keeping super active with kids, focusing on sticking to new habits before hustle of school starts. Lindsay's down 20 pounds from April and still kept her non-negotiables going. Carries so much arm and back and butt definition, and Amanda was able to handle stress so much better and down 3.5 pounds. Drop some fire for these ladies, guys. This is freaking awesome. Super, super pumped. Okay, so um, absolutely slaying it, ladies. Um, On to the next level and on to bigger things, and I'm just so excited for the team because, honestly, they are absolutely crushing it right now, and it is the middle of August. You know we're getting into the last stretch of summer and uh, then into September. So this is a great time to start up with habits because once September comes, it can get very chaotic with school and work and all these things. Um, so this is like a really good time to kind of get into momentum with things. Now, today we're going to talk about getting rid of stubborn body fat. Okay. So with stubborn body fat, it's really frustrating sometimes because, um, I also experience this as well. I'm not one of those gifted people that just like randomly have like a nice, like tight stomach. My stomach is definitely where everything likes to be held and it's super frustrating. So when you're looking at stubborn belly fat, if you're somebody that like, you're like, no matter what I do, you know, these certain areas just hold on. You always have like love handles. You always have that midsection. You're like, you know, I'm trying to eat healthy. I'm trying to work out and like nothing seems to be working. Then this is going to be for you. Okay. A lot of the time, the problem is, is that you think that it's going to be one or two things that really like, just like, you know, if I just cut out this, or if I just cut out that, or if I just cut out this, like it's going to get better. But a lot of the times it's actually a combination of things that is going to get you the ideal like results that you want. Um, Another thing to consider, because obviously I'm not going to bullshit you guys ever, is that understanding that when it comes to stubborn belly fat, especially, we don't get to choose where we lose body fat from. So the thing is, is that if you carry more weight, like say you have really lean legs, really lean arms, but you carry most of the weight in your stomach, yeah, you're going to notice that your stomach does go down, but you're also going to notice that that takes longer for your stomach to go down because your stomach is also the place that has the most body fat. Does that make sense? So if you have like, say, I don't know, seven inches of body fat on your, like on your, like whatever your uh, core and on your, you know, love handles, but you only have like three inches of body fat on your legs your legs, as they go down, you're going to see changes in those a lot faster because like you don't have as much body fat there. Okay. So that's something to also look at. So when we're understanding belly fat, there's a few things that we need to know. There's different types of belly fat and different types of fat in general, as well as the like hormonal factors. And then also like how to actually address this. Okay. So the first thing is, is like, um, there's two different types of fat, which is subcutaneous fat, which is right underneath your skin. And then there's a visceral fat, which is around the internal, uh, around your internal organs. And so visceral fat is the more dangerous fat. And that's the one that's linked to various, various like health conditions, Whereas subcutaneous fat is like the aesthetic one. It's kind of like the stuff on the outside that you're like, I don't like it. It doesn't let me fit my jeans. Like that kind of stuff is like more of that kind of fat. Then we have the different hormonal factors. So if you guys have like, yes, like high cortisol and insulin, things like that, they do play a a role in fat storage, Um, chronic stress, uh, poor insulin sensitivity, things like that. But I'm not going to lie. The internet is super annoying for basically taking that statement and then being like, this is the reason why you're not seeing any progress. Like it's actually just bullshit. Nothing really, unless you really get like injected with hormones, like if you're on like an IVF treatment or like things like that, or like if you're actually getting like hormonal injections, a lot of the times your body can, can like level things out pretty well. Um, But what happens is, is that when you have chronic stress, when you have an abundance of body fat, when you have high like you know your cortisol is all over the place you're drinking three coffees a day you're like you know eating a whole bunch of sugary foods you're drinking alcohol you're like you're just all over the place you're a hot mess your body just like you're going to end up reaching for those more palatable foods so if you're like if you just have bad like habits in general where you're not really eating any protein you're not eating any fruits you're not eating any veggies you're like barely eating any whole grains you're like you've cut everything out you're eating all these like weird like low fat things uh protein shakes and like you know 70 containers of supplements and then you're also like not really like you're drinking some water maybe you're working out a few times a week even though you've cut everything out you've also cut out a lot of nutrients that your body needs to function so, like, if you think about, like, how things function, your body needs, like, all these little nutrients and all these little vitamins and all these, like, things in order to do things properly. It's a system. The better that you treat your body, the more that it tends to give you, right? So, like, the more that you push it and you start, like, drinking and you start, like, drinking four, type, like four different types of coffee and you start, like, making sure that you're eating these low-calorie things. Low-calorie also means low-nutrients, right? Like, a lot of the times if you buy, like, those little even like the little fiber one bars or those little like snack packets. And they're like, you know, low calorie snacks, low fat, this low fat, that I get that those can be helpful at the end of the day, but during the day, it's really not going to help you. And you're not going to feel that good because your energy is going to be all over the place. Your body doesn't have anything to pull from when you look at calories and you look at macros. So those are your proteins, your carbs and your fats. So like meat, veggie, potato is a like carb fat protein. Okay. So calories is like the umbrella and then those are underneath. And so understanding that those things give your body energy to go do the things that you need to do. And yes, we need to be conservative of our calories. But you guys have gotten to the point where it's like too ridiculous, where it's like, you know, 1000 to 1200 calories. And then what happens is, you then end up overeating. But you're like, I eat healthy all week. Like, why isn't anything working? But on the weekend, or like at night, you're eating all these other snacks. And you're like overeating, because your proteins really low, your nutrients are really low. And so your body is searching for those nutrients and searching for other things. Have you ever noticed sometimes you crave salt, and then you're like, Oh, my God, I'm so thirsty. Funny, huh? Normally, also, if you're craving salt, you're probably pretty stressed. So that's a good indicator there. Um, And then same with like your sugar. So you're like, Oh, if I'm someone who always craves sugar, it's probably a really good indicator that like your protein is really too low. Right. And so also understanding that like, maybe it's also a fruit and veggie thing. A lot of the times when you're not getting those nutrients, you're also craving those sweet foods. And so like, yes, stubborn belly fat might be like, you can blame different things. You can be like, it's my cortisol, it's my insulin, whatever. But all those things can relatively be managed. And like, obviously, if they're not able to, you can go see a doctor and stuff. But like, realistically, I would never. You got to stop wishing that things were wrong with you just because you have belly fat. A lot of the time it's about taking responsibility and understanding that it's most likely your habits. And I will be totally transparent. I also was like that person that was like, no, it's not this, it's that I eat so healthy, whatever. As soon as I kind of found out the proper balance of things, I never had issues again. Right. And obviously like, yes, I'm younger. Yes. I don't have kids, things like that. But we coach tons of moms, Ashley, no issue, Steph, no issue. Rachel, no issue. Um, actually she didn't have kids, but still no issue. She had belly fat though. Tiffany, no issue, right? Tiffany's fucking shredded. She's had two kids, right? And same with like the other girls. Like we've got Bev, we've got Bree. They're both down over a hundred pounds. Um, uh, we've got Felicia, you know, she's on her way down over a hundred pounds as well. And like, yeah, there's still some things that we're working on or whatever, but like realistically, they're still seeing reductions in that area, which means that it is possible regardless of all these things. You can be stressed out of your face, guys. We all know that person that's stressed out of our, their face And they still see fat loss because they're like just not eating. And then we know those people who are stressed out of their face and they're gaining a bunch of weight and it all comes down to food. At the end of the day, it all comes down to food and overconsumption. Okay. Um, So the, one of the best things that we can do, and I'm going to go over some steps so that you guys can actually make some steps towards that. Um, But I wanted to make sure that we talked about this because when you go on TikTok and when you go on Instagram, there is a lot of bullshit out there and they're just trying to sell you into something, which I get is like, you know, that's great but there's a way to do it also like ethically in my opinion and that's just like not it. Yes, it's catchy. Yes, it sounds too good to be true, so it probably is. If if you're watching a video that makes you feel like you're literally just like broken and the only way that you can like, you know, totally succeed is by like making sure that you totally change everything about everything, like it's probably too good to be true, okay? So how do we fix it? The first thing is is oh, I'm going to be that annoying person. Balanced nutrition. Yikes. Ooh, sorry, guys. Um, nutrition, mindful eating, paying attention to portion sizes. Slow down when you're eating, savor each bike, make sure that you're avoiding distractions during meals. How many of us watch TV while eating food? Drop some fire if that happens, right? Like if you guys are, I can't see who said that. Says I'm here all day. I don't know what that means. There's a winky face. I hope you're okay. I, I feel, why do I feel like that's Danielle? Uh, <laughs> I can't see the name, but hi guys. If it's not, then I'm actually, I'm gonna go check really quick and then we're gonna go um, back to the other thing. But if you guys watch TV um, while you are, you know, like while you guys are eating, drop some fire down below. Oh, it's Felicia. Hi, Felicia. You got me. You're spicy today. Normally I get wings from Danielle. That's so why I was like, oh, who is this? Hello. Hi, Felicia. Hope you're having the best day. I love that you're on when we were talking about that because you're freaking killing it. That's awesome. So mindful eating, paying attention to portion sizes, slowing down, savoring each bite. Okay, honestly, I don't do that either. I'm not sitting there like, yeah i'm like this is so good like every bite i think that's a little bit much um but avoiding distractions during meals so i do try and be more intentional with my food i will like focus more so on my food i don't look up and watch tv and then eat and then look up and if i know that i'm going to be doing that then i make sure that my plate is portioned appropriately also kate ladies this is what we're going to stop doing as of today okay and i want you to write this in the comments stop eating out of the bag stop eating out of the bag put the damn bag in the cupboard, get a damn bowl, put it in the bowl, put it in a Tupperware container. Stop eating chips out of the bag. Terrible game plan, parable game plan. Okay. Let's make sure we're portioning it. Don't be silly. Okay. That's like, that's like silly. That's silly stuff right there. Okay. Macronutrient balances. So protein, fats, carbs, uh, making sure you're having some veggies, some fruits, earlier in your day. So normally, this is what I do, guys, I'm going to give you my like little strategy here. Okay, because I like my sweet things. I like my fun as much as the next person. Um, And so what I do is my breakfast is normally pretty healthy. My lunch is pretty healthy. My dinner is pretty healthy. All my food throughout the day is pretty healthy. Okay. Sometimes like if we go out for lunch or something, like I'll still choose a healthier option. I never really get like an unhealthier option for lunch. It's just not my thing. Um, I always choose to have like a more fun option for dinner or for a snack. OK, so that's normally the thing that I do. If I don't plan out that I'm going for dinner, I will choose a healthier option every single time, no matter what. OK, or I will get like the chicken burger or the burger and I won't eat the fries. I'll wait till later or like I'll get like a garden salad, which, by the way, I feel like garden salads are punishments because I just don't like them. There's I feel like that's too healthy for anybody. But if you guys like them, that's great. So like I'll get a garden salad on the side and I'll save it for like tomorrow for like uh, uh, to have with my lunch um, and then I'll just eat like the actual main. And then if I want anything like a snack or something, then it's always a lower calorie snack at night for the most part. Oh my God, don't beg eating cookies. I was talking about chips. Oh man. Okay. (laughs) I adore you. That's freaking awesome. Um, Yeah. Don't beg eat cookies either. So with that being said, guys, it's like, you know, breakfast, lunch, dinner, super, um, you know, as, as nutrient dense as I can, I like to get veggies, fruits, all those kind of things. Those are my options throughout the day. Then at night, and like, you can have sandwiches and stuff like that too. It's no big deal. That's fine. Um, if you guys are still scared of bread, that's probably going to freak you out, but you can have a sandwich and you will survive. And think about it this way. Also, when you go out to eat, you go eat a sandwich anyways, you might as well make one at home. Like you order wraps and you order sandwiches when you go out to eat. But then like when you go home, you're like, oh, I can't have that. It doesn't make any sense. It's actually lower calorie. If you make it at home, you might as well eat it at home. And then when you go out to eat, you probably won't mind eating the healthier option like more frequently. Um, And also you'll find that like when you eat out and you eat a healthier option, like you have like the, you know, the main, the chicken, veggies, rice, whatever. It's actually really good. Like it normally tastes way better than like that stupid sandwich or burger that you get anyways, because it's normally dry and like kind of shit. <laughs> I find like when I make food, it tends to be a little bit better than takeout. Unless it's like McDonald's, that's like my vice. So yeah, so basically like fruits, veggies, proteins, you know, healthy fats, things like that throughout the day. And then I'll have like a snack at night. So my favorite right now is like, we have those snack size bags of smart food. And so I'll have like those every day. We have like the Halloween bags, absolutely delicious at night. Um, Or I'll have like, uh, two or three like Oreos, freaking love them. Um, or I will have like what some other options that are fun. I have to have like rice crisps. So I have a like, whole gluten thing. So I can't have any like fun things. But like the rice crisps are really good. The crispy minis, those mess me up, things like that, right? Like those are those are fine for me. And then I'll just portion them out. And they're great. And uh, I just try and make sure that I get my protein in throughout the day. So I don't have to chug a protein shake at night. And that's pretty much it. The other thing that I would say for balanced nutrition, if you guys are having a hard time with nighttime snacking, I chug a protein shake if I have like if I'm super, super snacky, I will just like suck it up and I will put like this much water in a, in a container, I will put my protein in and then I'll like use a buzzy thing and it, it makes it all like frothy and then I'll just chug it back and then normally I'm making better decisions after that because it's not out of hunger. It's just like, because I want a snack. I hope that helps. Hydration, drinking enough water is super important. If you guys are trying to lose weight and you're like trying to portion, drinking enough water, is gonna help support your metabolism? Your entire body is made out of water. It can't function without water. Um, It also can help you control appetite. I hate saying control appetite, but it will help with that as well. And so water is super, super important. Also, if you guys aren't drinking enough water, like three liters a day, you will notice that you get super snacky also. You're gonna get hungry. So like that is something that also you can be hungry because you're actually thirsty. That's a thing. Um, So understanding that. And then also, um, I would also add like hydration stuff to your water if you can. So lemon salts, you can do like electrolytes, but that's like super ideal. And that'll help you um, also feel a little bit better day to day and things like that. Okay, Um, Because if you're working out and stuff, then you lose a lot of your magnesium and and your, um, oh, what's the word? Uh, Sodium and things like that. So you have to replenish it. Uh, the second thing is physical activity. So, um, you want to make sure that you're either doing like some exercise, like some strength trainings and cardio, things like that. Um, it is really going to help, especially because the more muscle that you have, the more, you know, calories are going to burn. It's really not that much more that you're going to burn if I'm being honest with you. Um, but your body utilizes calories different when you are, when you have more muscle mass. So, the more muscle mass that you have, your body is gonna actually like shuttle obviously calories to that muscle because it requires calories to function. Me moving my arm, me going for a run, me breaking down muscle, it has to be rebuilt, it has to be made. So your body is really going to work with you to do that. And so that's very, very important as well. And then that way you're able to maintain that leaner physique. Um, And then cardio exercise, great for your heart, great for your lungs, but also again, great for losing fat. And so one of the best ways, like when I was like, Hey, I'm going to actually start to, to actually start uh, losing weight again is like, I've been doing 12 to 15 K steps every single day. Right. So I was going from like, I was at like six. So when you guys say you don't have time, I get it. I like, I was getting four to 5,000 steps a day literally getting up, sitting down, working, getting up, going to bed. Like that's pretty much it. Okay. Um, I get it. I now do like 12 to 15 K steps a day. It takes me roughly, I would say 30 minutes to an hour every day because I walk because I walk. Um, if you guys prefer to run, if you prefer to use like an elliptical, I'm sure you could do it faster. And, uh, or if you use like a bike, I'm sure you could do it faster. It's just, I have to do low impact because I have so much inflammation from my allergies. So mine's like very low impact. It's more like time rather than intensity, but it's still been working. And like, yeah, I've hit like 12 to 15,000 steps every single day. Also like things during the day, like I will sit up the stairs and I will go downstairs to go get my food come back upstairs to work like I won't bring things around and make it convenient. When I go to the grocery store, I'll park further and then walk in. I'll go to the bigger grocery store like Walmart or Superstore instead of going to like No Frills because it's smaller. Like things like that also make a difference. When I'm going out somewhere, I'll go to the mall because I can walk the whole mall if I'm going to get a coffee rather than like going to Starbucks and getting a coffee and sitting down, right? So things like that little st- like little weird things that you don't even think about, but they help get your steps up. Okay. Stress management. So practicing techniques that actually reduce stress and cortisol levels, like breathing, meditation, and yoga. This is the last one that I'm going to say, um, stress management is super freaking important. Ladies, if your capacity is here and your demand is here at all times, you're going to find it very, very, very freaking hard for you to see progress because anytime any little thing happens, you are emotionally unregulated learning how to emotionally regulate is one of the best skills you can ever learn for anything in your entire life. Okay, literally change the game. I used to freak out used to cry used to eat all these foods like used to just totally be off the hanger multiple times like a week. And uh, whenever something was happening, it was like always happening to me never for me all this kind of stuff. But like, as this has grown, and as I've had to grow, And as I've realized that, like, I don't want my life to be a giant stress ball and for me to be out of control of everything and actually be able to hit my goals, I have to learn how to use things outside of alcohol. So right now, if you're using alcohol for stress management, it is a terrible idea. One, it's going to, like, over the next three to five days after drinking what it's going to do is basically just like, it's basically just going to raise your stress levels. So you're going to notice you feel great in the moment. Like Saturday night, you get hammered. You're like, woohoo, best day ever. Love this. Like let go. Woohoo. And then Sunday you wake up, you feel like shit. And then the next three days, you're going to be more irritable, more bloated. You're not going to like the way your body feels. Your workout goes to shit. Um, You know, your mental health probably goes down the toilet a bit. Your gut health goes down the toilet a bit. Um, You're feeling puffy. You know, you don't want to eat healthy foods, all this kind of shit, right? Everything goes down the toilet. And so- there comes a point where like you have to decide what's worth it. And obviously having a few drinks here and there, but I think there's, um, there's a, a lot of power and in intent. So like you can have five Oreos and just enjoy those Oreos, or you can have five Oreos and freaking hate yourself while you're eating them. There's a difference in intention there. And there's a difference in effect afterwards, especially with mental health. And so it's not just physically, emotionally, like I guess the stubborn belly fat, but if you guys really want to manage your um, stress and your weight, um and your food practices like if you're like i eat like shit it's probably because you're stressed out and you feel like you don't have control over anything and so the only thing you have control over is your food and your exercise and so even though you want to hit those things you're sabotaging yourself because you're like well like if i if i actually hit my goals then i don't have anything that i can sabotage i don't have anything that i can have control over it's kind of like this weird like loop that you get caught into of like okay you start to do well something happens. And then you're like, yeah, see, I can never do it. And then you basically just like reaffirm the fact that like, you're never going to be able to do this. You're never going to whatever. And then you fall off track. And then a few months later, you're like, I'm going to try again. Right. And then you do it again. And you have these patterns. And so understanding that a lot of the times it comes down to being able to manage your stress and understand that there's actually, once you decide that you're not going to turn to alcohol to manage your stress, things get wild because you are now forced to figure out how else you manage stress. So personally, um, I sleep, I go for walks. Um, I read, I like go to, um, like I'll have like an Epsom salt bath. I find that that helps quite a bit, not in the summer so much cause it's hot. I will go to the beach. I will go swimming. Um, I will do some cardio and get my heart rate up. I find that is like the best thing that I can do for myself stress wise and, uh, different things like that. But It helps also making sure that you're sleeping enough, like seven to nine hours if you can. I know some of you guys have young kids, but like seven to nine hours and that really helps your hormonal balance and also with recovery. Um, It's also gonna make sure that like, so if you guys haven't seen this, there is a direct relation to to overeating and under sleeping. So if you're not sleeping enough, and you're overeating, a lot of the times it's really just getting more sleep in so that you can actually make better choices. Your decision making power goes down when you don't get enough sleep. So understanding that as well is really, really important. So to sum this up, nutrition, exercise, stress management, again, nothing that you really probably haven't heard, but understanding why these things are important so that you're not overeating is super important to understand. Um, Again, spot reduction is not a thing. You can't spot reduce one area if you see an influencer posting that fucking block them. (laughs) Okay, like just block them. It's just not a thing. Um, Nutrition tweaks, again, things you guys can implement is like eating more fiber, eating some healthier fats and focusing on protein. Um, As well as like, if you have low energy, just making sure you overall eat more food. And understanding that your your deficit like your your workouts are gonna just your workouts decide how you look when you lose the weight. And then your food decides how big or small you get. Okay. So like when you're looking at your workouts and you're like, Oh my God, I missed a workout. I'm never going to hit my goal. No, no, no. That's not how that works. Your workout is going to determine what you look like when you shed the body fat. Um, your nutrition is going to help you shed the body fat. Okay. That's tends to be how it is. We all know people who work out and they, um, you know, like multiple times a week and they never see any progress. Um, and it's all because of their nutrition. So just like take it in terms of adjustments, stay consistent, you know, make sure that you're limiting alcohol might be mindful of that kind of moderation and make sure that you're also tracking your photos rather than tracking um the scale because that will also help you as well and looking at those non-scale wins okay so yeah so that's pretty much it so if you guys want to lose a stubborn belly fat that's pretty much how to do it that's really like you know one two three step there you go go do it it's um exercise a few times a week you know three to four times a week minimum i would say like, like even max that's fine make sure you're getting some cardio in get, or some steps make sure that you are eating some healthier foods Um, And again, you can have whole grains, you can have potatoes, you can have rice, you can have uh, chicken, beef, turkey, you can have healthy fats, seeds, nuts, all these things, whole grains, different types of breads, if you're able to eat it, Um, dairy, if you like milk, go for it. If you like cheese, go for it. If you like eggs, go for it. And then also just having those snacks in moderation. If it's a chocolate bar, have a chocolate bar a few times a week it's not going to kill you. Um, If you want to have a like a portion of chips a few days a week, not going to kill you. But it's just like making sure that we're moderating our portions and we're not overindulging. Okay. And that's how you get it. That's how it's, that's how it's done. It's body fat. Again, you can't spot reduce. So it's just the same thing as losing body fat. You just get rid of it. Right. So hope you ladies have the best day ever. Thanks so much for tuning in. Happy Wednesday. And I will see you later.